Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. That's a big cup. That's a big gulp. That's a big gulp. Welcome back to Simple Sin, the podcast where we talk about stuff and things and things and stuff that are important to everybody. That's right, everybody. That it means you. If you're listening, it's important to you, and it is the number one podcast of important stuff and things like this. It's science. It's proven. We don't question it. People have done research in the labs. It's just don't question it. It's true. It's factual because everything you hear on the internet is factual, right? That's right. All right, but welcome back to another episode. If you are here, again, we appreciate you. It's another week, another fun podcast episode. And it's time that we welcome back our esteemed colleague, the one, the only, Mr. Christian, in profile picture slash avatar slash whatever form. What's up, what's up, guys? It's good to be back for another episode. we got a couple things to talk about, so I guess we'll just jump right into it. That's right. Just a couple things. Just a few things. Uh, we're trying something a little different because we've had quite a few technical issues, so we're going to see how this works. Um, as we kind of try to sort these issues out with the video version, obviously not the audio version, video version, keep having things cut in and out and just, I don't know, things are weird. It could be my internet, it could be his internet, it could be the matrix, it could be gremlins. We don't know what it is. It's just something that just started in the last few episodes, but we, you know, troubleshooting at its best. But what we'd like to do to start every episode, we like to talk about what we've been watching, reading, listening to, or playing this past week. Um, I had a very light week, so I'll start because I think Christian actually has some stuff. Um, my week consisted of something we'll be talking about in a little bit that I was very excited for. Um, game wise, I have played, uh, a lot of nothing really. I've played a little Fortnite and I've played a little, uh, X Defiant and that's been about it. Um, yeah, I haven't really got to play a lot of stuff. Um, but I did start a show that the reason I started is because of the people that were in it. And not going to lie, it interests me, but I also really like documentary-style shows, especially like sports documentary stuff. Um, I enjoy those. And it is a show that's on Hulu. I think it's an FX show. Yes, it's FX show. Um, But it's also possibly on Disney+. Plus. I'm not sure, but that show is called Welcome to Wrexham. And it's a documentary series that follows Ryan Reynolds... And Rob McElhaney, as they purchased... Oh, the, yeah, yeah, I know what that is. Uh, they purchased the football team, Wrexham, uh, which is a Wales team. And it is in the lowest... Okay, at the time of when they purchased it, it's in the lowest... So I, I hadn't learned all this, because I'm going to be honest, I don't know shit about soccer slash football, depending on where you're at. It's never been something I've been into. It's never something I've really watched, because I just haven't really been into it. Uh, it wasn't one that gravitated... Towards so a lot of this stuff as they explain it, which they do, and it's kind of nice for the most part because I was very ignorant to it, and obviously I clicked it because I was like Ron Reynolds and and uh, Rob McElhaney from. If you don't know who what he's from, he's from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Mythic Quest, stuff like that. So he, you know, he's pretty pretty well known TV actor, and then of course Ron Reynolds is Ron Reynolds. Everybody pretty much knows Ron Reynolds. Um, but it, I was like, this could be interesting, so. They explain apparently in the UK, like as far as like football for them, soccer for us, um, it 
So it would be equivalent to like say the NFL Titan, like Tennessee Titans. If the Titans were like a bad team, they would be deranked from the NFL down to like the next division, which we'll just say is the USFL or something or XFL for now. And if you get you were bad in that one, you would be deranked down. But if you were a top team, you would get moved up. So apparently, like the the bigger teams like uh, Manchester or whoever, I don't know. I don't know teams. I'm sorry. I'm really stupid on this. They're in, like, the Premier League, like, the tippity-top, and that's where you make, like, the big money. So it would be, like, the NFL or something here, right? Maybe a terrible analogy. I don't know. But this team, Wrexham, is, like, in the lowest tier you can be and be a professional football player, which is crazy. So they bought this team, and they are also, like, the oldest oldest team, and I think it's the oldest international stadium. And it's just been interesting. It's, I think, 18 episodes. I have one episode to go. It's been really interesting watching the journey of them because they're kind of learning the game too. They've kind of fallen in love with it. The fans are extremely passionate. I will say that like soccer fans are crazy passionate. I I don't know that I've seen. There's like college games maybe that get wild, but I don't think anything gets as wild as this. Like it's crazy, crazy. Um, but it's been interesting watching all that, and of course. Them two being in it, it's pretty funny because Ron Reynolds is Ron Reynolds and he says really off-kilter stuff all the time. And I feel like he's just constantly like that. Um, one cool thing I saw, so while we're watching it, apparently, time we're recording this a few days ago, they were promoted. So I guess they either won the their league championship or whatever this year. And it showed Ryan and Rob celebrating, like being in the stands and seeing them win. So that's really cool. Um, but they're investing money and in, in building this thing up. And it's it's a pretty cool series. I've actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, it's been a fun watch. Like I said, it, it is funny. They they do weird little segments. So it's not just all sports stuff. Like, it's definitely behind the scenes. And then them two, they did, like, a special where they talk about whales. And, like, they go in-depth and do a bunch of weird stuff. And I don't know. It's their, their bromance and all kinds of things like that. So it's it's been entertaining. I really do, really do uh, recommend it. It's a good watch. And, uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that, I mean, I like it. I like it quite a bit. I've learned a little bit. It actually intrigues me. You said you've heard of it, Christian? Yeah, I know exactly what that is. I saw a lot of the uh, ads that lead up to it before the show actually launched. Uh, I saw Ryan Reynolds talking about it uh, online and on socials and Rob Mibelhani because I follow both of them on socials for, you know, separate reasons. I think and, it's, uh, it's hilarious, like, the fans – like when they talk to the different Welsh fans, they'll be like, we got that Deadpool money. Like they'll say weird stuff like that. And then like, if Ryan is there, they'll cheer these crazy chants for like Ryan. And it's like, what in the world? Like it, it's pretty funny. Cause dude, they're, they're crazy about stuff over there like that. Like they get rowdy. Like it's wild. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely heard about it, but I mean that that's a good uh, that's a good show to be watching. So that's yeah, I've cool. enjoyed it. Uh, that, it's been fun. Is that all that you've been uh, watching lately? That's that's about it that uh that I can think of for this week. I, it's been a low low volume week for me. Nothing nothing too crazy. Been nice. working a lot of editing and working on stuff behind the scenes has dictated and took a lot of my time. So understandable. But uh, what about you? What have you been into this last week? Uh, man, this week I did find the time to watch uh, a movie. Uh, and the reason why I watched this movie, I watched this movie for two reasons. One, there is a show that is that is brand new that just came out on Amazon uh, for all of you guys who, you know, watch movies and shows on Amazon. 
It's an Amazon original show. Uh, it is called Dead Ringers. And the reason why I watched Dead Ringers is because I saw that it has Rachel Wise in it, and I love Rachel Wise. For those of you who don't know her name, if you've seen the uh, old school Brendan Fraser mummy movies, she played his wife, uh, Evie. And I, I just love that actress. So I saw that she was in a new show and I was like, cool, I'm gonna watch this. And then before I watched it, I saw that it was based off of a David Cronenberg movie. And I love Cronenberg and hadn't seen this movie. So I found that movie on, I think, HBO Max, uh, soon to just be Max at the time of this recording. And I watched that film and I enjoyed it. It was definitely weird. It definitely had a little bit of body horror in it. It definitely felt Cronenberg-esque for sure. Uh, but the movie is about two twins that are doctors, and their names are Elliot and Beverly, both uh, male characters uh, with, with feminine names. They call each other Bev and um, Ellie. And, you know, just nice play on words. I thought that was really cool. And anyway, these twins are doctors, and they work on... Uh, uh, they're, they work, they're, they're kind of like gynecologists, but they're like super advanced gynecologists. They work on... Uh, improving the uh the birthing for birthing for women they they work on improving the best they can uh vaginas and and uh and birth canals and how that could do and they have very experimental science uh anyway following them elliot they are identical twins by the way in the uh, in the movie they're played by um uh uh, uh i can't think of his name right now but he plays uh scar in the um Lion, Lion, Jeremy Irons is Jeremy Irons. He's also so, uh, Alfred. He's also Alfred in uh, the Zack Snyder uh, Batman renditions. So anyway, Jeremy Irons plays these two characters. Beverly is, you know, soft-spoken, very shy, but he's extremely brilliant and smart. He does his job very well. He takes it very seriously. He's always working, always studying, always coming up with new ways to improve uh, the work that they do. And Elliot is also brilliant in his own way. And they, they're, like I said, they're both doctors. They're both smart. But Elliot is the one who is, who's the mouthpiece. He speaks. He's very sly with what he says. Uh, he, he's very into uh, women, if you will. And um, what they do, they kind of switch out on, on each other. So when they're seeing patients, if one of them is better at something than the other, then they switch out. Uh, and nobody really knows that they're switching out. Um, a lot of the times Elliot will be interested in a woman and then switch out and essentially give that woman, uh, for lack of a better word, to Beverly so that he can also experience the, the love and touch of a woman. It's very strange uh, in that aspect. And this movie came out and I want to say 88. Uh, so it's definitely an 80s and it's 80s as shit when you watch the movie. Um, but anyway, I really, really like the film and the new show, Ringers follows Rachel Wise, who plays both of the twins this time around. They are both female characters. And I've watched the first episode of the show. Uh, the identical twins, Elliot and Beverly, are gynecologists for sure, who jointly operate a highly successful clinic uh, in Toronto, I believe it is. Uh, but in this movie, they, they focus on fertility issues. And one of the twins, Beverly, the more uh, soft-spoken one, uh, has had uh, several miscarriages. She is trying to conceive. It is not working. Um, and she's being reassured by her twins, uh, sorry, by her twin that that they will figure out this problem. Uh, and Elliot is more confident and cynical. Uh, she seduces women uh, that come to the Mantle Clinic. Their last name is Mantle. And uh, 
fuckery ensues. In both stories, Beverly falls in love immediately with an actress that comes into the clinic that they know and like. And uh, essentially what happens is Elliot or Ellie starts off the conversation with this actor, actress, goes on a date and then starts up the romance and then switches out to give them to Beverly. Beverly ends up falling in love with this person and then that kind of pisses off Elliot. Elliot gets super jealous and very possessive of the twin and so many things happen as a result of this. But what I can say is this, just watching the first episode, Rachel Wise's performance as both of these twins is fucking brilliant, disturbing, and it's beautiful. I love it. The show won't be forever because like I said, this the show, aside from the movie, the show focuses way more on fertility issues and birthing scenes, like women actually having babies. It focuses a lot on miscarriages and how that affects women, uh, women's bodies and how, uh, how they are treated in the workplace and just in general by men and other women. Uh, so if you're not into that type of thing, you won't really like the show. But if you have an open mind, if you just like good fucking acting, then I highly recommend that you try Dead Ringers. Like I said, the show is brand new. It came out this year. It's on Amazon. I watched the first episode. I can't wait to get into the rest of the episodes to see where it goes. And the movie, for those of you who want to see the a male-led version of the story, you could definitely watch the movie from 88. It's on HBO, HBO Max. Definitely give it a shot. It came out in 1988. <clears throat> Excuse me. came out in 88. I really, really enjoy it. And the show is so new. I think uh, at the time of this recording, it's only about a week old. Uh, it came out April 21st of this year, 2023. So I'm not even sure if all the episodes are available right now. But like I said, I watched episode one. I can't wait to get into episode two. I really like the show. The title sequence, uh, the the in the opening titles for the for the show, the song is "Sweet Dreams," which is one of my favorite songs. "Sweet Dreams Are Made of This." Who am I to just you? You guys know the song. Uh, I love that song, and it makes so much sense once you start getting into the show itself. Um, I think right now on IMDb, it's got like a six point four or seven out of ten. Just watching the first episode, I would definitely give it a solid seven and a half, eight. Um, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an 83%, which makes more sense for the show itself. But definitely give Dead Ringers a shot if you haven't. It's a psychological thriller. I think it's labeled on Amazon as a horror, but it's definitely more psychological thriller than horror. It has horrific elements into it. But uh, yeah, man, that's what I've been watching. I really, really like it. I like the Cronenberg. So if you like Cronenberg, you're going to like the movie. It's fantastic. The acting is good on both accounts. So definitely give that one a shot if you haven't already. That's what I've been watching. Now, as far as what I've been playing this week, I did get a chance to play uh, something aside from Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4 needed a break. I've been playing the shit out of it. I'm sure the disc, if it could be scratched up, it would absolutely be scratched up by, by this point because I've been playing the hell out of it. But uh, thanks to uh, my wonderful fiance, I was able to procure a game that I've been wanting, which is the Mega Man Battle Network Collection. Uh, I have that on Switch, and I've been playing the hell out of it for the last few days. And damn, it just brings back all the old feels. It brings back all, all the old memories. It has all of the Mega Man Battle Networks on it. If you want to buy it all together, you can get it all together at one price. It has all the games in it. Or you can buy Volume 1 to Volume 2. Volume 1, I think, has the first three to four games. And Volume 2 has all the rest. 
um, it's cheaper if you buy them separately. So if you have favorites, like if you feel like the last few more, you can just buy that. It's a little cheaper on you. I did get the entire collection. I intend to play through all of them. Um, I don't really t intend on skipping around, but I might because the first one is very slow to start. Um, and I'm playing through that right now. I might go to the second one. Uh, who knows? But I'm really, really enjoying Mega Man Battle Network. Uh, the graphics are a little updated, but I mean, it still looks like a Game Boy Advance game for sure. The colors are just brighter. The screen is brighter. So if that's a problem for you, if you like stuff that looks brand new, it might not be what you want to see. But that said, I'm really enjoying this game. I can't wait to get more into it. But a lot of IRL stuff is happening, so I don't have as much time to play as I would like. And aside from that and doing general artwork, uh, that's what I've been doing this week. So aside from that, I only have one more bit of news to get into. But Sin, I will give you a chance to uh, to say something there so I can take a breath if you don't mind. Um, So there was some news about uh, something getting a release date. I know we're going to discuss a trailer here momentarily. I believe you were about to segue possibly into that. Uh, but we did get a latest installment of a trailer. But before we do that, uh, one thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, the Witcher Season 3 has announced its release date, and it will be released in two parts on Netflix, uh, with the first five episodes premiering on June 29th and the final three episodes on July 27th. And this is the final season with Henry Cavill and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I wish they would fix that now that he's not doing Superman and continue him, but I have a feeling... Uh, yeah, I have a feeling it's gonna ratings and stuff are gonna go down pretty hard after. But we'll see. We'll see what happens season three. We'll see how it goes. I'm definitely gonna watch it. I'm excited for it. But I, I'm not excited for him leaving as The Witcher. I mean, I agree with you on that 100. I do think the ratings are gonna plummet this season. I will say, even if the ratings go down the way that we believe they're going to go down, I think that people are going to watch the shit out of this because it's going to be his last outing as the character. I do think that if they wanted to, they could get Henry Cavill back, but he doesn't want to come back. I mean, I don't think he wants to come back because he doesn't like the changes to the story. He also wants to start doing something new. He's doing Warhammer also, news, too. He's like doing a Warhammer yeah. movie or something. Yeah, he's definitely doing... Uh, it's, I think it's a Warhammer series that he's, he's oh, going to be Oh, series, in. okay. And uh, it could be a movie. I, I, might I, be I don't know. I just know. I don't really know a lot about the Warhammer stuff franchise. So I I saw that he was signing on to do it. So yeah, that, I mean, like I said, it makes a whole lot of sense. Who's the guy that's um, replacing him? It's a Hemsworth. It's like the younger brother or something. Liam. Liam. I think it's Liam Hemsworth. I feel bad for him. He's kind of inheriting just a shit show. Like no matter what happens, he's. It's gonna. He's gonna probably get negative flack from this. Listen, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Uh, once this this last season with Henry Cavill's over, I'm gonna be done with the show. That's what I'm saying. Um, like, I think next season's of... ratings really plummet. Like, once they move on from him, I think it's essentially. I don't know. I think it's gonna be really bad. I mean, yeah. I I, I think that there's the, when you get situations like this where you've you've been following a character for years at this point, and then he abruptly changes. I mean, I don't know how abrupt it's going to be. I, I'm sure they're going to figure out a way to work it into the story where he looks different for whatever the reason. Geralt probably gets in some kind of explosion or something or some weird magic situation that alters how he looks and he'll look like uh, Hemsworth, which, you know, whatever. 
But once the season's over, I don't really plan on watching it too much because the reason why I watch this Witcher series to begin with is for two reasons. One, I love the games. And because of the games, I, I've read the first two books. I didn't read the whole series because it's a lot. But I did read the first two books and I really enjoyed them. Like there were things about them I didn't like, of course, but I liked them overall a lot. Uh, and then because Henry Cavill is an actor that I really like and respect, also he's a fucking nerd too, which adds to his love for playing the character. That's why I watched the series. But to see him depart from the series for whatever the reasons are, um, it's just not something that I, I want to continue on. And no disrespect to Hensworth, man. Like Liam, like do a good job. I hope that the ratings don't plummet too bad for you. I hope that you know all of this works out for you if you hear this for some reason. But with that said, you're not the reason why I'm watching the show. Henry Cavill's the reason why I'm watching the show. So that's kind of how it goes. Um, with that said, though, like I said, Henry Cavill is a nerd. He likes to do really geeky stuff when he can. And his career has kind of pivoted to the point to where he can, you know, start doing things like that. And that's great. Uh, so I, I want to watch those things. I want to follow those things when I can. That's awesome to see. With that said as well, um, I'm going to watch the season of The Witcher. I hope that I enjoy it. I hope that they do something cool. I hope that they give me a reason to keep coming back um, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But aside from that, to kind of segue into the next thing, we did get a new trailer for mm -hmm. Flash. And I have some thoughts. Uh, okay. Sin, I wanted to ask you first if you had seen the trailer and what your general thoughts uh, were about it. I have watched it. At least I think it's a new trailer. It's one I hadn't seen yet that I just started seeing like in the last couple days. Um, it just came out yesterday. Okay, so yeah, it probably is the new one. Um, does the new trailer involve Barry's parents and more Keaton? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, so I have seen the new one. Um, yes. Okay, so I'm going to explain it this way. My levels for the excitement for The Flash have been, I mean, I want to see it. But I'm not, like, overly excited like I was for, like, the Batman or something, you know? Like, I'm not, like, super, super pumped. To The trailer comes out, and I'm like, okay, damn, that looks pretty cool. Like, you have my attention. To the next trailer comes out, I'm like, damn, that looks even cooler. To the last trailer comes out, I'm like, all right, this is definitely a must-watch for me. Like, this just has too much nostalgia, too much going on with, like, different characters and everything. And I, I actually like... Ezra Miller as the Flash. I do enjoy them playing the character. I know there's a whole shit show of issues, and it sucks, and I don't know what the future holds, but I have enjoyed what they have done with the Flash thus far to the movie. I hear really good things about it. You've said really good things about people that have screened it, what they've thought about it. Everything I see, it looks insane. The visuals look crazy. Um, Michael Keaton as Batman just excites me. Because that was my Batman forever growing up. That was the only thing I really knew as Batman, you know, as a child, was Michael Keaton stuff. And it's something that I held dear to my heart. So that pumps me up. Uh, Affleck being back seems is is really cool. I'm still holding on, although I, do, I really don't think it's going to happen. Like, I think it's a very slim chance that Bale will be in there to bring in that universe. I don't think it's going to happen, obviously. But I can hold on to the slim hope of them pulling some Spider-Man shit. And be like, oh, here's Christian Bale. Here's another Dark Knight. Um, I really don't think it'll happen. Uh, but I don't know. I, my level of excitement as I see more stuff on it is growing tremendously. 
So I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked for it. And this is someone that I have not watched the Flash shows. You know, I know a little bit about the Flash, but I don't know nowhere near as much as Christian. I've not I think I've read like maybe one or two um like uh what are they called? Like the volumes. The the you mean the graphic novels on the omnibuses? Yeah, stuff like that. I've read some of that flash trade, trade wise, but I haven't like really dove in on like series or anything. Um, I think it was yeah, New you, Fifty Two. What, 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 what do I have? Yeah, I what what you meant? I believe uh, sin. I think you were you were talking about the trades. Is what we call those trades. Yes, thank you. I couldn't think of the terminology. I always mess it up. Um, I th- I think it's New Fifty Two that I got. I can't remember. I ordered a bunch at one point. Uh, that you recommended. I think it was that. But I mean, as far as that, like that's pretty much my knowledge of the Flash. Um, but I'm my excitement level is growing, and I'm very curious to see how this movie turns out. Yeah, the Flash, as far as the comics goes, uh, it's hard to get people into the Flash because there are more than one uh, Flashes, if you will. And a lot of people that are, you know, our age and, and younger grew up reading uh, not Barry Allen, but Wally West. Wally West was the second person to take the mantle as the Flash. Uh, before he was the Flash, he was Kid Flash. And um, it, it makes a lot of sense to to a lot of people. To, you know, they want to see that character. I, I totally understand. I totally get it. Uh, I'm a huge fan of most of the Flash characters. The Flash family in general. I like a lot of the rogues characters for the Flash, the villains. Um, getting into the trailer, uh, to, to, to kind of go back into what we were talking about, getting into the trailer. I really like this trailer. I didn't care about the music for the trailer too much. The, But I mean, who cares? It's just the, the music that's behind the trailer itself. The trailer in general, though, gave me a, a good understanding of what's going to be happening in this film. It did push Keaton a lot in it. Mm-hmm. And I think I understand why they're pushing Keaton so much because his nostalgia, that's what they want people to do. He's going to put the asses in seats. I totally understand that. But that said, I think I can tell you right now what I'm going to think about the film uh, when it comes out in June. I think that I'm really going to enjoy the first half of the movie. And I think that once you get to the to the latter half of the movie when you get to the third act i think that's probably when a lot of the complaints will start popping up because i do know who the like secret villain if you will of the movie is um and it's weird it kind of makes sense especially for movie terminology however that doesn't mean that it's going to be great that doesn't mean that it's going to be something that i really want to see um but I don't think that it's going to kill the movie. Like when you watch something like uh, Batman v Superman, for, for for all the people who don't completely hate that film for, for what it is, you watch a movie like that and you get to the end of it and then you see the whole doomsday thing. That That's a part of the movie that can make or break you. You know, if you see the doomsday stuff just kind of happens and they fight him and then, you know, they end him by the end of the movie and then they move on to the next thing. That's a weird thing to see, especially if you're not a fan of the of the comics and you don't know who these characters are. So and even if you are a fan, your theory weird. on who the secret villain is, I feel like I know who it is. Were they shown in this trailer? Uh, actually, yes. Okay, and I thought so. Are they jumping into an airplane? True or false? Uh, are they jumping? No, 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 no. 
that I you you you're talking about the character that like jumps onto the the Batwing and like knocks Batman out of the thing. It looks like Dark Side to me. <laughs> no, uh, legit that, like, that and I saw a Dark Side logo or something like the um, fuck. What is the name of that? His, you know what I'm talking about. His like Yo, um, not insignia. What am symbol. I trying to say? Thinking of the Omega symbol. Yes, I saw that on the ground, and then it was a character that. Reminded me of Darkseid jumping in. I was like, damn, Darkseid's in this? Which makes sense in the whole Snyder thing that they were doing, I guess. Have you seen uh, the Man of Steel movie from 2013? Yeah. I believe that character is the third Kryptonian that came with Zod. You had Zod, Feora, and then that other big Kryptonian that we didn't see his face Mm because he was wearing that mask. That's who that is. And uh, like I said, it makes total sense why you thought it was somebody else so i get that so you're saying but, uh, you don't think the secret villain is dark side no i don't think the secret villain is dark side and i don't think that the secret villain is reverse flash for all of those who are listening uh to be honest now i'm thinking about it the villain's not so secret like the toys for this have already come out they've been out for a little while so who is if you looked at any of the merch for this uh so spoilers for anybody who doesn't want to know this uh just you know skip ahead like two minutes but the, the villain of this movie, the secret villain, is going to be what they're calling Dark Flash. And it's going to be a version of Barry that uh, is corrupted by, I'm assuming, the Speed Force and events that happen that Barry's trying to change. And, is he, one uh, of the, is he the other Barry that uh, shows up when they're running when it's like, was it, uh, is it Supergirl? Or, I don't know. There was somebody else, but there's two Barrys. And one's wearing like an armor suit. Yeah. The other's wearing like normal. Yes. So in the trailers, like, this isn't really a spoiler, but in the trailers, we see that Barry goes in the past mm-hmm. to change events. He goes back to the wrong era, essentially, and he sees uh, his himself, a younger version of himself, is 10 years before uh, where he's supposed to be now. So that takes him back to 2013 because the year is 2023. So he goes back to 2013, which is the Man of Steel era of the DC movies. So he goes back to... The, the the time where Zod invades and shows up, right? So that's what happens. And after that, he meets himself. And I believe what's happening is he either has to give himself speed force abilities again, like the our current Barry speed force abilities, or he has to give the younger Barry speed force abilities. Now, if you were watching the trailer, there's a scene where you see Barry in a chair getting zapped by lightning. Yes. I believe that is him giving himself powers. He's trying to get electrocuted so he can uh, get the speed force abilities again. And you see the lightning is blue. Like, notice that the lightning is blue. Okay? So, later on in the trailer, you see that there's two flashes. One has yellow lightning and the other one has blue lightning. So, that, that shows you something else, too. Typically, what happens is... If you have blue lightning, that means you're a little bit faster than people who move uh, with the yellow lightning. And the blue lightning is a more uncontrollable version of the speed force, essentially. They're probably only doing it for the movie to help you differentiate who's who, so you know which Barry is which. But the Barry that you see in the armored suit, that's actually a Batman suit from like uh, from, from the Batman Returns movie. It's that bat suit but he's repainted it and cut the ears off, the horns on the top of Batman's head. He's cut those off, and he's painted the suit kind of a really dark, dark, dark red over that black, and the bat symbol is still on the chest, but he put a Flash logo on top of it with spray paint. So if you go back and watch that trailer, 
you will see that he has those broken horns on the top of his head. And he also is just the bat suit, but but painted over. That's why he looks so fucking goofy. Uh, because it's not the Flash suit, it's a Batman suit. Um, so you have that. But that Barry, or potentially another Barry from a different uh, time time zone, timeline, excuse me, is corrupted. And I believe the Kryptonian ship that that brought the uh, that either brought Superman or or Supergirl or the Kryptonians in general blows up, and it kind of fuses with Barry's body, and that becomes the new the new suit that we see for this Dark Flash character. Uh, and that's in the movie, and I think that's the part of the movie that will annoy people. Uh, but aside from that, I think it's going to be you know pretty fucking cool to see. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm a multiverse trailer. Movie. Like I said, it, it's amplified my excitement pretty much. Every yeah, every I mean, I've been I've been excited for the movie because the Flash is one of my favorite DC characters. Uh, regardless of who's playing him, I just want that character to 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 see the light of day when it comes to cinema. I want him to, you know, to get some respect that he deserves. But because of all the tr- the, the the drama that surrounds these movies, because of all the BS that comes out as well, and how DC tends to do their movies and how involved they get and then not get. I feel like the movie is doomed to be bogged down by, you know, negative reviews and then all the garbage that goes in between that kind of thing. Um, I will say this though, the reviews for the flash movie, the early reviews have been pretty fucking positive. They've been very positive. Actually. The bad thing is there are people who come out and tell you what they think. And they've said practically the same thing I've said. Uh, The first half of the movie is great. The last half, it kind of goes crazy uh, Ezra Miller does a really good job at playing both versions of Barry. Uh, it's very emotional. It's funny when it needs to be, but it gets really dark towards the end of the movie. So I'm assuming that it'll be a mixed bag for a lot of people, and then there'll be a lot of other people who really enjoy the movie. So like I said, I'm really excited. I really enjoyed this trailer. I really enjoyed the first trailer. And if you got, if you have time, guys listening, watching, do yourself a favor and watch, if you don't mind a little bit of spoilage, Watch the international version of the trailer. It's a completely different tone. Completely different tone. It shows you some new scenes that we haven't seen yet. And it really gives you more of an insight as to what the first half of the movie is going to be like before shit starts hitting the fan. So definitely watch that if you don't mind seeing a couple of things early. But with that said, moving on, um, I'm really excited. Like you can see, okay, there's a part in the trailer that you can see the second Barry kind of becoming the dark flash and they, it's a blink and you miss a scene, but you remember the scene in the trailer where he's like, no, nobody dies like that scene. Yeah. There's, there's shit like flying and, and sticking onto his body. That looks like it's from an explosion. And I think that it's from uh, the, the Kryptonian ship that's, that's fusing with his body. And if you guys remember um, the, the, the justice, not justice league, I'm sorry, but the, uh, yeah, actually, the Justice League film and uh, the Batman v Superman movie, like Lex Luthor creates uh, Doomsday because of the Kryptonian ship, and then they bring back Superman because of the Kryptonian ship. So it has all these properties in it that 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 do crazy fucking things that don't make any goddamn sense because of comics. But that ship is going to be the reason why we get this this villain in the movie for sure. Are we uh, one and done right with now. Supergirl after this? Since this I believe like... that we are one and done for Supergirl, but I've heard nothing but good things about this version of Supergirl. So I really hope that we get to see this character it kind of sucks they're introducing continue. a new character in essentially the end of, like, this run. Like, oh, hey, here's Supergirl. Sorry, this is it. Like, we're done. 
Yeah, I, I agree 100%. It's kind of shitty. Uh, I don't want to talk about the trailer for too much longer, but I can say that uh, the reviews are mostly positive. There are a few reviews that seem negative, but still have a lot of positive notes in them. for less the than a month, right? comes out in May? No, it comes out, I'm pretty sure it's June. Oh, is it June? Um, yeah, it's June, like, uh, mid-June, like the 16th, I want to say, June 16th. Okay. I'll actually look that up real quick, uh, just to make sure, so I, that I'm not... I knew it was, like, in the next couple months. I just couldn't remember when. All my stuff's running together. Yeah, um, it's June 16th. That is the date, so yeah. Okay. That's, that's when it's coming out. It's the final date for the movie. They're not moving it anymore. So I'm, I'm excited to see that. I, I actually, I'll tell you what I want to do. I'm super excited to listen to the damn uh, soundtrack for this because I love movie soundtracks and I really like superhero movie soundtracks to see what what's done with them. So I'm really excited to hear what happens because I believe Benjamin Walfish does, or Walfish, excuse me, does the uh, soundtrack for this. And he works with Andy Machete all the fucking time. It's kind of like how Tim Burton always works with uh, Danny Elfman. It's yeah. that kind of teamwork. So I'm excited to see what what it, what happens with this um, with the soundtrack. And I really like Benjamin Walfish as a as a, a composer. Anyway, he did it chapter one and two. He did a cure for wellness. He did uh, the Blade Runner 2049 movie. Um, he did the Mortal Kombat movie that came out. I didn't really listen to that one. Uh, I know he did like Annabelle Creation, which was the only good Annabelle movie in my opinion. But those are just the ones off the top of my head that I know he did. Uh, I, he did another one that I really liked too, and I can't remember what film that was. He did do Shazam, the original one, uh, the one that came out in 2019, if that helps anybody. Uh, but yeah, this guy this guy's done some work, so I want to see what he does with this, and I'm excited to see how that, how that transitions because I remember the Flash uh, kind of – the theme that we got in the Justice League movie by Junkie XL was fucking dope. So I don't know how you're going to top that, but I would love to see somebody attempt it. So yeah, man. Anyways, that's 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 what I've been watching, doing, uh, and I really like that trailer. I, re- I had a couple things to say about it. That's pretty much all I have to say about it without going on too long. And uh, I, I'm excited for June, man. I want to see this movie. I'm going to be there day one. Uh, I hope it's good. And uh, I'm, I'll definitely be talking about it here again on the pod for sure. All right. Well, that's going to take us now that Christian has took up the whole podcast with the flash. Mm-hmm. Everybody thank him. Give him a round of applause. No. Yeah, okay. You. So meat and potatoes time. It's time for the, pretty much the, the main thing we want to talk about other than the flash for this podcast. And that would be, um, something that come out last month, I believe. Um, right. Was it last month. Yeah. I think it was last month. Uh, but Damn. it, yeah, cause it, so I think pretty much it's like, uh, I think it's a 45 day clause isn't it. Like it's in theaters for 45 days and then they can let them start streaming. Cause I think they did yeah, that I with Batman. Right. Yeah. 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 It came out on the 10th. That's right. Yeah. And the movie we're talking about is the latest installment of scream scream six, a movie that has in the box office, uh, as of recording this, it says it is made $168.6 million. Um, it has a seven out of ten on IMDb, a seventy-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and a sixty-one percent on Metacritic. Scream Six, the latest installment. So, Christian hyped this up. He watched it. Uh, I think the weekend it come out actually, didn't you? I did. I saw it day one. Okay, so Christian hyped this up quite a bit, and so I was pretty excited. And not only did Christian hype it up, but a buddy of mine, 
went and saw it uh, first weekend or a weekend after or something like that and was like, it's pretty good. I like it. Um, the one thing I had going into my, like, in my head going into this viewing is Christian saying this is the most, like, vicious ghost face we've ever seen, which to me automatically is like, I'm intrigued. Like, that interests me. Um, I think Christian's going to run through it and we're going to discuss it. Um, I do have some notes and some things I kind of jotted down while watching it. Um, and I don't want to really jump around and cause they're kind of going along with the movie. So I don't want to like jump to pieces. So I guess I'll just kind of fill them in as Christians talking about it. Uh, mm -hmm. but it is on Paramount plus if you have it, I'm not really sure where else it's on right now. Uh, it's distributed it by now. Paramount Pictures, so it's only right that I guess they get the rights 45 days after it is in theaters. Uh, but mm -hmm. I plan on rewatching it, actually. And before I rewatch it, I'm kind of thinking about watching the previous installment, uh, Scream from 2022, which is technically Scream, Scream 5, but I think it's just mm -hmm. called Scream. Um, just because I was a little fuzzy, and as I was seeing characters, I was like, Oh yeah, this happened to that character in the last movie. This happened to this character. This character is essentially this person. Like I was kind of refreshing myself seeing the characters, um, like Chad and Mindy. No, yes, mm -hmm. is that her right. name? That's right. Um, I had when I saw him, I was like, wait, he got stabbed a lot, but he survived. That's right. He got stabbed like outside in like the bushes or something in the previous one. If you haven't watched the previous one, I'm sorry. It's been out over a year. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna not say stuff um but yeah um christian do you just want to dive into it when kind of give our thoughts or what how do you want to how do you want to address this yeah man uh i'll i'll be honest uh i haven't watched it since i saw it in theater so if i if i skip around it's unintentional um but we start the movie off with uh with a with a phone call but it's a little different in this one we get a uh character who is going on a on a date with somebody that she's met online she hasn't seen and it's the ready or not yet. chick samara weaving yeah yeah i was gonna get into that but it is it is samara i knew that she was gonna be the first kill of the movie going in because they announced her uh being in the movie like a week before think, the movie came out i think if so you like, if oh, you've yeah. watched the scream if you see like um a, a fairly well-known person at the beginning of a scream movie it's a pretty safe bet they're about to die. That's true. So as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah, she's she's Drew Barrymore in this. She's about to get got, like, immediately. This is how we're starting off. I will say um, I'm going to tell you guys some things I liked and disliked about the movie. Obviously, you guys know I really enjoyed this film. I gave it a very positive uh, 7 out of 10. I gave it an 8, and then after, you know, more review, I think I gave it a 7, 7 and a half. Uh, but right I say seven. Uh, I think this movie is a, is 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 good. It's definitely worth a watch. It's definitely worth a rewatch. I'm glad I saw it in theaters. With that said, though, the movie takes place a year after Scream Five. I'm just going to call it Scream Five uh, to to make things easy. And then this one, Scream Six or Scrisixum, as some of the guys are saying out there. Uh, it's it's a year after the last movie. The the main characters have moved to New York. You see. Um, we see one or the character that we're following now uh, is going on a date with somebody she's met online. This person turns out to be our new Ghostface, and I will say right off the bat, uh, Ghostface says a couple of things that I liked in this. Like uh, now I see red when he when he actually kills her, he gets her into an alley, and she happens to be a professor. Uh, 
of 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 horror media at at a college. So I have I have an issue with that right away. Where the hell was that class okay. whenever I did college or anything? How come I never had history like slasher history? Because I would have signed up for that like day one. Like, how do I just keep taking this class? It's I mean, it's 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 like that in the movies, right? Like people talk about horror in this way and, and do all this shit in this way, but like you never ever see that kind of shit. Dude, that'd and be such a dope life. class. God, that'd be yeah. so freaking awesome. I mean, yeah, certain schools do have this kind of stuff, but like on average, if you're just going to, to college, you know, you're trying to trying to get your degree, you don't really see that a lot unless your degree is in film. Yeah. You don't really see a lot of that stuff. And 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 I know I know how that goes. Um but anyway the the professor in the movie i think her name is laura crane she gets catfished by jason who is <laughs> it's funny that it's jason and he's watching jason uh yep. he's jason watching uh, manhattan yeah that's what i was about to say yeah which is hilarious and uh he has a roommate who i i believe is his partner not just his his killing partner but his no i'm they're, they're romantically yeah I'm pretty sure they're like romantically linked. That's that's how I yeah, take it, just from their conversation. I see a lot of people. There's a lot of people that say that no, they're just roommates. They're just friends. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, man. Nah, I feel they're, like they're, they're a little you know? more. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Those those dudes were together, uh, and I don't. There's nothing wrong with it. Just like fucking tell it like it is, man. Anyway, uh, Jason kills the shit out of Laura in the alley, and then reveals uh, himself, takes his mask weird. off. Yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna be honest, man. I, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm fucking in." This part gripped me. I was like, "Oh shit, this is different. We're gonna follow the killer the whole time." No, I remember Mrs. Sin. She was like, like no. "That can't really be the killer." They just revealed it. And I was like, "I mean, it can be. Like, there's no real like set rule. Screen likes to throw curveballs, maybe, but that's weird. Like, first what ten minutes, maybe? Not maybe not even that. First five minutes, he's revealed. Yeah." And like I said, man, I I was in it. I was fucking in. I was like, oh, yeah, let's let's do this shit. Let's do this shit. I'm ready to go. So we we see that happen. uh, And and, and I was just like, okay, I don't know how. And we see him passing our main characters like they're walking to a party and he's talking to to uh, what's her name? Uh, Jenna Ortega's character, Tara and Sam. He like or not Sam, but he runs into Tara and, and friends, you know, and I thought that was awesome. I was so into it. Um, and then he goes home and he gets a phone call from a ghost face, which is his partner. And then a uh, fuckery ensues. And we know as viewers that this is clearly not his partner. There's no way he'd be getting asked these questions. I, and, but I do like the way that he described what it was like killing Laura. Like he talks about how she wasn't a person and all this shit, just really getting deep and crazy into, into what it was like murdering somebody and what it felt like and, 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 and what he thought about. She was just meat. Like that shit is crazy. He's so also kind of stupid. I got stupid. really into it. Why would you say that on the phone? I mean, let's be honest, man. Like none of the characters in any of the movies that we talk about on this podcast, slashers in general, none of them do smart things unless they're because that's incriminating you know, evidence. Girl, they can pull boy. your phone records. I come on now. I was the whole time he's doing. It, I was like, are you that dumb? Like you're that? I guess you are that naive of a killer, but. Hmm. And we find out that the whole reason why, you know, they were uh, killing people in general and, and coming after Sam and Tara was because finished Richie's movie from, from Scream 5. Uh, 
and during that time, the ghost face, he's like, but what about my movie before he gets killed? And he's like, who gives a fuck about the movies? And then kills him. And that's the title card. So, I was like, yes. Yeah. I was so hyped. I was, I was jumping in my fucking seat. Dude. That was, was a so brutal, fantastic way to start the movie. I thought I really liked how yes. brutal it was and how vicious Ghostface was. Like you said, the, who gives a fuck about the movie? That was really cool. Mm-hmm. There's two Easter egg things in, um, what'd you say his name was? Jason? Yes. His apartment that I really liked. Um, horror fans probably noticed one of them. Last podcast on the left, which is a very popular horror podcast. Uh, there's a poster of that on the wall that I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mm-hmm. other thing, a lot of people probably didn't catch or really notice. On the refrigerator, there is a sticker for the band Ice Nine Kills. And if you don't know who Ice Nine Kills is, it is essentially a metal band that their niche is horror-related content. Like, they talk about, like, Jason and Michael and, uh, like, The Exorcist and Candyman and Cabin Fever and just all kinds of stuff. Like, they're very rooted in the horror community, especially the vocalists. They go around making appearances and doing stuff. So, I thought it was a really cool thing that they had a sticker on the fridge. That that, that was a nice little touch. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I already talked about how Sam and Tara now live in New York City. They go to Blakemore University, which is the and got the core four, uh, uh, Chad and Mindy. So uh, Sam I have a question for you since you like soundtracks. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Scream 6 is very different than Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my, the recent Halloween well, movies, I should okay. say. Like John Carpenter inspired Halloween movies. There we go. Let me Let me do that. Like the ones he's okay, okay. actively on. Um, mm-hmm. The reason I say that, I noticed right away that it was more of a modern soundtrack, if you will. More of like noticeable songs, you know, maybe like radio songs, whatever, in it, right? Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. like that approach more than a Halloween where it's more of a um, suspenseful created for the moment soundtrack like Halloween does, you know, where like the original Halloween or even, um, I don't know that ends or, or 2018 had an actual song song on the soundtrack. I think it was all stuff that I think John Carpenter and his son made. Well, yeah. So the thing, here's the thing, uh, with a lot of movies, you'll have a soundtrack for, for songs that are either in the film or inspired by the film. You'll have that, but then you have the score soundtrack. So Halloween that's always going to be uh, made famous by the score, thanks to John Carpenter and and uh, Alan. Uh, I forget his last name. I'm so sorry right now. But uh, John and Alan, you get those soundtracks, and then of course you get his son Cody and and whatnot. But with Scream, there are a lot of more popular songs in in these soundtracks. And, and I am not. A there's fan. been Halloweens where there's music in it. Um, yeah, for sure. Resurrection, I think, had a bunch of stuff. Um, or maybe it was H2, or it might have been H two O N Resurrection. Uh, Jason's done it. I think there's been stuff in Jason movies. So I mean, it's yeah, not. I mean, it, it's, it's not a, just. It's screen. an easy way to get. Yeah, it's an easier way to get the younger people into the movies, putting those songs in it. Um, I prefer the scores, one hundred percent. Yeah, so I like the scores of the movies way more than the than the than the you know popular hits that we'll hear. Didn't used to always be the case. Soundtracks used to be more about the song because I remember listening to stuff like the original Scream soundtrack, like that had actual songs on them. Like that's back in the day when Creed was huge for the first Scream soundtrack and whatnot. You would have you would have shit like that. 
I, I listen to those soundtracks all the time. That's how I got to know different bands because of those those soundtracks, which is the compilation of different different music. Um, but I'm an adult and I have things like Spotify because of technology. I prefer listening to a score 100%. Okay. Um, and, and I'll always like that more for sure. Now, for this movie, the score is different. The score isn't done by the same same person that's usually done by. I believe this time around the score was uh, Brian Ty- Tyler and Sven Faulkner did the did the uh, score for this film, and it does sound different. It's very different from what we're used to, um, but I was cool with it. It was I liked it being different because it wasn't the same thing all the time. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Um, and so, yeah, to, if that's the question, because I did kind of talk forever, if that was the question, I enjoyed the score for this movie quite a bit. Not my favorite, but I did very much enjoy it. And I enjoyed the score for this much more than the, than the, than the pop songs that we get in the movie. I didn't really care for those at all because I'm not really in that scene. Uh, and that kind of music really isn't my jam. So I, I like the score way more, for sure. Okay. Uh, but moving on in the in the film... Uh, let's see, Sam, she has a meeting with Dr. Stone, I believe, and that's her therapist. She never she never really talks to her therapist in these sessions from what we're getting, and then she finally decides to divulge information because her therapist is like, I'm going to have to stop seeing you because I can't help you if you don't talk to me. So she tells him what the fuck's been going on with her, and he kind of like immediately is like, nope, this shit ain't for me. I'm going to have to go. Uh, sorry, I'm out. And I fucking hated that character for that because I was like, dude, you're a fucking therapist. Your job is to listen and, and give her advice and talk to her and help her through trauma, right? And and struggle. He just immediately abandons her. So like, he was definitely a character that I wanted. I fucking wanted gone uh, in this film after seeing that portion of the of the movie. And uh, you know, we get our wish later. But uh, yeah, so that's what's happening with her. We see that she's getting calls from a new ghost face. Uh, and it's crazy seeing it. We see that they start talking about Jason's murder on the news. They find this ghost face mask that uh, that was worn 10 years ago in an attack, I want to say it was. And on the way to the station, Ghostface calls Sam's from Richie's phone, which I thought was cool. Nice little attention to detail there. No, wait. The Why first mask they has... found was um, Richie's mask because it goes backwards. Was it Richie's mask? Yeah, because it said it was uh, Richie. Oh, I can't remember his last name, but uh, Hirsch. What is it? Hirsch. Yeah, it's. I believe it was his DNA on the first mask. Okay. Yeah, it's been. It's like I said. It's been over a month since I seen the movie, so that's that's probably correct. Uh, and I apologize because it goes in reverse yeah, it has order. DNA on is it. what they're they they essentially do. They're that's dropping right, masks up to... in the reverse order. Mm-hmm. Leading up to her dad's mask. I forgot right. about that. So, um, so yeah, we have that going on. And like I said, I, I really enjoyed that portion. She gets the call from Richie's phone, which I thought was really cool. Um, what else happens? I'm trying to go and order the best that I can, guys, for, for everybody listening and, and, and watching on YouTube. When she gets uh, the call, really, really she gets hard. attacked. Her and um, Tara get attacked, Sam and Tara. Is that when the attack happens? Yeah, he Already? calls... And, like, pretty much she threatens him back, and he threatens, and he, like, jumps from, like, a, not an alley, but it's, like, a stair step or something. Like, he comes out of nowhere, and they kind of scrap a little no, bit, I, and then they end up yeah, he in does a come out of nowhere. Store. 
Yeah, that's right. That bodega. They go to that bodega. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, let me think. Let me think. Um, I will say this: the mask, uh, the main mask you see quite a bit. I freaking love. I love the the worn out like deteriorated mask like they did with Michael in in the Halloween, and this one with Ghostface. Like just that wear and tear on it. I really dig that. I think it looks really good. I agree. I do like. I hope that that's not a trend that keeps happening because it'll get old really fast. But because the the ghost face mask and Michael Myers mask are like predominantly white, it works very well yeah. for them. If you were to do something like that with like per se a Jason mask, it I mean it wouldn't look good because it, that the mask yellowing. I, I totally understand that because nothing stays white like that. It does things do yellow over time. So, like, for an example, in one of the worst uh, Jason movies, uh, which is, you know, Jason does Manhattan or goes Manhattan, whatever the fuck the movie's called, this, the eighth one in the franchise. Notice his mask is yellow as shit in that movie. It's just super fucking yellow. But it makes sense because, like, he spends so much time underwater and he's all slimy and gross and shit. So I didn't mind the way that he looked until the mask comes off in that movie, by the way. That looks fucking stupid. But, like... That kind of thing makes sense. Like the hockey mask yellowing over time, that makes sense. The screen mask cracked up and yellowed and shit, that makes sense. Michael Myers' mask makes sense. But like you couldn't do that with a lot of other characters. So I really enjoy it for this. Like I said, I hope it doesn't become a trend. For these two characters, it was fucking dope. And I and I love that. I love that about the about the film. Uh let's see. Uh let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm trying to remember more of what happened in 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 the way that it happened. Uh, Ghostface uh, just walks into that convenience store oh, and straight yeah. up stabs somebody right away. Does not yeah, even he, like, he just immediately, just immediately murders starts this dude gutting out of people. Um, they, the, 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 the store clerk has a shotgun, tries to shoot him. In the trailer, they make it seem like he just disappears, but he just, you know, he's not an idiot. He gets out of the way. Because the uh, store clerk dodges. says, hey, and then gives him a time to turn around then shoots him. Like, why would you do that? Just shoot. Like, what? Why would you yell "Hey!" Like, "Hey, please look at me first. Just that's shoot one him. of my favorite scenes in the in the movie, though. I, I fucking love the whole uh, bodega one thing. One thing that's very different, and I, I could be wrong, and you'll definitely correct me, but I don't think Ghostface has ever used a gun, and he uses one in this in pretty brutal fashion as he takes that uh, shotgun and straight up just the, destroys listen. the store clerk. Here's the thing. Uh... It's, I, I'm assuming that it's just easy for a lot of people to forget, but Ghostface has used a gun in almost every fucking movie. Has he? Uh, Which I don't. Yeah. I don't and, get and, as crazy in a screen movie as as you do. That that's the thing though. In in the screen movies during the duration of the film, it's primarily kills with a knife. He's stabbing. People. Right. That's the whole thing. Hence why but the, the spin off that they do in is called Stab. But at the but at the end of all of the movies, he has a gun or she they have a gun. Like uh, Billy Loomis tried to shoot Sydney, uh, and that didn't work for him the way that he thought it would. Her brother Roman Bridger, third one tried to shoot her, uh, or did shoot her actually. She had a bulletproof vest on, if you guys remember. So like all, Ghostface just use a gun. Uh, Jill tried okay. to use a gun. Like all of them, all of them use guns. It's just typically after they've been unmasked. So that's what happens. But hit, more of like I a desperation Ghostface, to finish it. Yeah, but Ghostface has never used a shotgun. 
So yeah. there's the thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, I, I really thought that was cool, though. I love that scene. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie because once Sam and 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 Tara get attacked by Ghostface, that shit just keeps escalating. They, they run to the bodega. They get attacked in the bodega. People get fucking murdered in the bodega. They get shot at in the bodega. And then the cops are showing up, so Ghostface dips, leaves the mask, and goes, right? So I love that scene of the movie. Uh, and when they get to the police station, that's when we are reintroduced to Kirby Reed, survivor from 2011, Scream 4, of course. Uh, then we get Gail Weathers shows up. Um, I'm, and she gives us a quick, super quick explanation as to why Cindy's not, or Cindy, excuse me, Sydney's not in this movie. And that's all we needed. You know, I wasn't mad about it. Cindy's not, or, I keep saying Cindy, Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry. Sydney is not in the movie because she knows not to show up. She knows that that's bait. So she stays with her family. And like I said, it was a quick line. Blink if you and you miss it. But I'm really glad that Sydney was not in this movie. She didn't need to be. There was no way they would have done her character justice because I have some thoughts about other things happening later on in the film, uh, which we'll get into here in a bit. But um, we get a lot of plot uh expedition it's an exposition dump essentially in this scene we, we, we re-meet all these characters and we see a bunch of stuff coming on how did you feel about seeing uh kirby again uh pretty much last time we saw her was she not essentially left for dead like you didn't really know she was alive mm -hmm. yeah as soon as i saw her uh okay so since we're kind of going in order of the movie and without getting into stuff my initial thought when i saw kirby and she comes in as an FBI agent. I was like, mm, "That's that's not right. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not on board with this." I was like, "I already don't trust her." Just because she rolls in as an FBI agent, I felt like nobody really questioned her credentials. So immediately, I was like, "That's a little suspect." She just flashes a badge that could be fake, and she's like, "Hey, I'm FBI." Which, if you've ever watched Scream, they're gonna. They're going to try to, like, take you off course a lot. They're going to put suspect on different characters throughout the movie. So you're always trying to guess who the killer is, obviously. But she also kind of, it may be later in the movie, but she does explain why, like, the whole death thing. Said she died for, I want to say, she says, like, four minutes or something. Something along those lines. Uh, but she technically did die, you know, and then whatever. she They brought her back and all that. Um, it was cool for, like, a, a fan thing. I, I don't know. I wasn't really big on her performance in this for some reason. Like, I just didn't really get really behind Kirby in this movie. Like, I was just kind of like, eh, with her. All right. Were you excited? Uh, I will say... Uh, yeah, I was excited. Kirby is one of my favorite characters in the Scream franchise. Uh, I really like her. Um, when she got stabbed in the in Scream 4 originally, uh, when I saw that movie, I was like, well, she's not dead. They never show her body or talk to her again. So I feel like she's alive. And I mean, I'm, that's I'm like an unwritten rule that people forget about a lot. And the, and horror movies definitely play up to that, and they, they do it in this movie also. If you don't physically see them die or getting stabbed or like actually being murdered don't ever fully expect them to be gone right i mean you have to watch I mean, them yeah. go typically like in a lot of older slasher films 
somebody wasn't counted dead unless you saw them uh, with the blood coming out of their mouth. They're on the ground and you see them dead and blood's coming out of their mouth. Then yeah, they're dead at that point. But so that, you were happy like with Kirby thing. in this? Yeah, dude. I never, I never once questioned Kirby. I never for a second thought that she would, uh, that she would, that she would, ha- she was nefarious. I never thought that at all for for a second. There in my in my head, there was not a reason for that. That was maybe it's how they wrote her. Just some parts that she did, I was just kind of like, eh. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Something was a little off of me and her. In this, in it's this because movie. they use her as a red herring, and they do that a lot in screen films because they don't want you to guess who killer is and blah 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 but i mean if you watch this movie you know exactly who at least one of the killers are pretty much immediately yeah uh and I, you know but anyway moving on moving on we'll move on we'll move on we get all that stuff and then we see uh i believe what happens after that is they talk about the the uh i think that's when gail takes them to that warehouse and they see all the masks and the trophies and shit and all the memorabilia from the old movies which like is they, dope. they Super dope, yeah, actually. I really, I really like that. Uh, some of those scenes were a little bit long for my taste, but I thought it was awesome. I really liked seeing it. I thought that was a good thing to have in there. Um, and then I believe after that is when they go back to the apartment of Sam and Tara, and that's when we get another ghost face attack. Um, yeah, we get another ghost face attack, and Tara's like boyfriend that she's not supposed to that she not excuse me that she doesn't tell anyone about. I think they call him Cute Boy for for most of the movie. Yeah, I actually don't know what his uh, real name is in the movie. Cute guy uh, or something. It's, I mean, he has a name, and I gotta remember what it is because I, mean, I like the actor Josh Shagara. Danny, his name's Danny. His oh, name's yeah, Danny. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I really liked him, and then I liked uh, I think her name's like Devin Nakoti or, N- or I think Nakota, and she played Anna, who was the girlfriend to Mindy, and I really liked both of those characters. I like Mindy. Mindy was like my favorite character in the last stream. And then in this movie, I liked her, but she wasn't my favorite. My favorite character was probably May, uh, Mason Gooding's character, which is Chad. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed Chad. I, I mean, I liked Melissa Barrera, Sam in this movie a lot. They gave her so much more to work with in this movie because I was not a fan of Sam at all in the original, in Scream 5. I just, I didn't care for her at all. I thought she was a weak ass uh, final girl but seeing her in this movie like I know now I just didn't like the way she was written in this movie she's written better she's stronger of a character she seems like a survivor I believe everything that she does in this movie her acting is fucking on point here complaints about her in this movie at all so she made me eat my words from the last movie um, and I understand more so now that it's not the character it's the writing for the character but moving on there's an attack there Joss Sagar's character, Danny, helps them get away. And that's when we get another really cool kill, which I think is going to be a fucking famous kill, which is when Indy's girlfriend, uh, Annika, dies. And it's because it's the scene that you see in the trailer where everybody's trying to get out of the apartment and they're crawling on the, the, the what? They're crawling over the ladder. And Ghostface shows up and starts shaking the shit out of the the ladder and Annika falls off and like fucking smashes her goddamn face on the dumpster before she slaps the ground and dies. You know, it's funny you brought up this kill. I actually put this in my notes as like a really, really cool kill scene. Mm -hmm. Like literally I wrote down, I was like, this was a really sick kill scene. Like I really like this one. I like the whole scene, dude. All of it, all of the suspense, everything going on in the film. Before that, you forgot to kill, um, uh, Ghostface oh, yeah, yeah. kills Quinn, which would be Sam's roommate. Her, yeah, yeah, but we don't Sam's see it. 
we don't promiscuous see. roommate, I should say, mm-hmm. that always has genuine pos- callers. Mm-hmm. Sex positive, as she calls. Yeah, there you go. Thank and, you. That was I her agree. actual it's... terminology. I tried to write yeah. down the rules they had for a franchise, and I don't think I got them all. Um, what is um, it? Everything is bigger in a franchise. Bigger kill scenes, mm-hmm. bigger chase scenes, bigger all that. Um, no one is safe, not even legacy characters. And I couldn't remember the the other one. There was another rule, and I can't remember what it was. I, I don't remember the rules off the top of my head. Um, if this were like two weeks ago, I would have remembered, but right now I don't. So I do apologize. I do know that after that, the reason why I didn't bring up Quinn so much though is because her death is off screen. We only hear screaming and some thudding. Yep. But the door's locked. They can't get in, and we they don't throw see her body it, out of the door was... essentially at the people. So you don't see yeah. her die. We just talked about this. Keep that in mind. Also, if you haven't watched the movie, yeah. this just there's spoilers. Okay, look, we're spoilers. We're yeah, yeah. And that was one of the lamest scenes and kills that I had seen. Yeah. In in a screen movie, and I just, I fucking I thought it was stupid. So I was just like, I don't like this at all. Whatever. That's a dumb way. I was like, I understand that. You know, we we're just we're, we're we're powering through, and Ghostface is the motherfucker in this movie, and he's like getting shit done. I mean, I kind of like well, we can't see it. I, I'm not gonna say anything about it yet, but yeah, I kind of called some stuff on that, like initially, especially after seeing the um, theater. I was like, there's a lot of stuff here, like. They're making movies like, you know, the pieces kind of already fit in a way for that a little bit. But yeah. All right. Continuing on, though, you get lame kill. Then you um, get coolest kill of the movie. Probably. Yep. With we um, get that, uh, her being essentially slit open in her stomach. And then she gets her face caved in on a trash can like a dumpster. That's right. And I didn't mention before, but uh, Quinn's uh, dad was was in the movie earlier. And he is a det- he's a he's a cop, a detective. Yep. And um, we saw that he he is there after she gets killed, and he's all emotional about it. And he gets taken off of the case pretty much after this because you know which the case he daughter. had requested. By the way, did you catch that yeah, on the re- initial interrogation after Jason's death when they find did. Sam's did. thing? It's like I requested this case because of whatever. And I was just like, mm, you request really. Huh. I did see that, and uh, like I said, I, 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 there was a lot of stuff in this movie that I called pretty early, but like the journey was, you know, that was what I was there for. Yeah. Uh, so if, if if I move on a little bit, he gets taken off the case, uh, and the group wants to avenge Quinn and and you know their other friends, Mindy's girlfriend, and all that who have died. But we're seeing a lot of that go on, uh, and like I said, man, it, I really enjoyed like I said, the journey for this film. Um, and then after that, uh, Gail takes the, that's when she takes them to the abandoned cinema. I, I said that incorrectly. After that kill is when they, is when Gail takes them to show, you know, what she's found because she's such a good reporter and blah, blah, blah. So we see all of that shit. And we also learned, I forgot to mention this as well. When we meet Gail in the last movie, Gail specifically says that she's not going to write about the killings from Screen 5 because of Dewey and all that stuff. She said she was just going to write about Dewey and what kind of person he was and how he was a good man, and she was going to let those killers die in an enemy. And that didn't happen. She went back on her word and absolutely wrote about it and profited off of that. And that's why Sam and Tara uh, 
try to beat the shit out of Gale when they first run into her. She dodges the first hit from Tara, which was, I thought was awesome, and then gets her from, uh, from not from Tara, but from Sam, and then she gets hit. So I thought that was, you know, interesting and funny to see, um, but I thought it really sucked that they essentially made Gale a fucking liar. Uh, I didn't really enjoy that about about this movie, but I mean, I guess without Dewey to keep her honest, she goes back to her old ways. Uh, so whatever. So anyway, after that scene, we see that she shows them all the stuff, the weapons from each of the killers, the mask, the shrine, uh, all the investigation tools that they find, all of that stuff. And then we see that once they leave, Ghostface calls Gail uh, at her apartment and starts tormenting her about Dewey's death. Ghostface says some pretty fucking hateful shit to Gail at this point, too. And I was like, God damn, Ghostface yeah. is a motherfucker. And while while she's on the phone with Ghostface, another scene that I that I really enjoyed, quick, quick scene that I really enjoyed. Gail has a boyfriend in the back, some kind of boy toy that she has that she's clearly fucking. And you see that Gail likes chocolate milk. So I thought that was really cool. I'm cool with that. I, I, Gail's down with the brown. I thought that was dope. She but completely, not, it's opposite ends of the spectrum. She goes from Dewey hmm. to chocolate milk. I, hey, man. I mean, Sometimes you got to switch it up. It, yeah, she she threw a curveball right there. I was like, okay, Gail, I see you. Like, yeah, this is like, how we feel. Okay. Gail, you should have told me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this dude gets fucking murdered with the quickness while Gail is on the phone with Ghostface. Ghostface shows up, kills this dude, takes him off the board immediately. And when I saw that, I was like, well, I think it's safe to say there's more than one Ghostface. Uh, because he, he didn't even raise, he, he wasn't even breathing hard while he was on the phone with Gail. So I was like, okay, cool. Now I know what's going on with this. This is cool to see. This is cool to see. So after that, after that, uh, the, the chase scene, uh, starts. So we get another chase scene from Gail this time. She's getting chased by Ghostface. She's doing extremely well in this chase scene, by the way, but she does get stabbed. And Ghostface kind of puts her through the ringer, but she, I have she to knows say, she's no fool. Gail did one thing that I was like, "Damn, that's actually 200 IQ." There's a moment where she's on the phone with him, and Ghostface is like talking shit and doing his thing, and she's like, "Hold on," he's like, "Wait, what?" And then she like hangs up and does the instant star sixty nine. Yeah, calls it right back where it rings, and she shoots. And I was like, "Damn, that's actually smart as hell." Like that's really good thinking on the fly. Like I don't know that I would have thought of that. Like in that moment. I was like, damn, that's that's pretty good. Now, be honest, Christian. When you saw Gale, did you not already kind of suspect with Dewey dying in the last movie, Gale might might be taken out in this movie? Did you were you not kind of thinking she might be? Or did yeah, you? Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie and be honest. I I totally thought Gale was done. I Same. thought she was done. I thought they were gonna take her out of the movie. It just makes sense um, that just, like to me, like in my head, whenever I saw her, I was like, all right, well, her real life husband is gone in the last movie they've been legacy characters forever i kind of wonder if this is her last one like it just seemed like a passing of a torch whatever but so gail gets stabbed i was just like oh well, this is it this is it she's done she's totally done uh ghostface says some hateful shit gail has some quips of course after that scene which like i said man watching this movie in the theaters i was totally under the impression that she was done 
But we find out later on in the movie that she's in the hospital and that she's going to make a recovery. And I was just like, well, goddamn, how did how did Gail live? That was I'm not going to lie. That's exactly what I was thinking at that point. I was like, how is she alive? Like, I don't I don't get that. She just she got kind of fucked up and she's a little older. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think her resistance is the same, but whatever. Gail lives. We move on in the movie and we see that Sam kind of wants to not only keep Gail safe, but avenge the attack on her. So, you know. I, I kind of understood that because Gail is one of the only legacy characters that she has a relationship with, even though it's kind of a fucked up relationship. But thinking about it, that's kind of the relationship that Gail has with pretty much any character in the Scream franchise. It's no no relationship uh, goes un, ungaled, if you will. Her, she burns bridges. Anyway, we move on to the scene after that. Before we move say, on, you had touched on it previously, and we, we kind of skipped over it, but you had talked about uh, Sam's shitty psychologist, or psychiatrist, sorry. Oh, yeah, um, I forgot about him because he sucks. The uh, It's a really cool foreshadow. Uh, he's watching a movie, and I don't know the name of the movie, but the movie starts having uh, a thing saying, you're next, you're next, you're next. It's like them screaming it, and as they're screaming it, there's like a pounding at his door and he goes and looks and goes faces stabs him in the fucking eye. Yeah, that's right. That's the scene. No, it's through the nose. The it's, where... Maybe it's through the nose. I think it's the nose. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. So, Cause I remember they make this, mention the of it. They're like seen... the, the cop talks about how brutal it is. Yeah. You see that scene in the trailer where Ghostface is, uh, like looking through a door, like the frosted glass on the door and you see the silhouette of him knocks on the door and stabs the guy through through the door with that. And I thought that was really fucking cool. And he dies. And he, like I said, that character fucking sucked anyway. I couldn't yeah. stand that guy. I was so ready to see him get, get shmurdered. So that's what happened to him. Uh, but then we move back into the story. Like I said, I'm skipping around a little bit, and I apologize. We skip around a little bit ahead. And they're all gonna meet back at the uh, at like the ghost face trap house, if you will, the theater with all the shit in it that we just mentioned earlier. And they try to catch the uh, the subway to do that, but they get separated. So you have in the the part that we see in the in the trailer, uh, we that's in there, but it's a little bit of a swerve. So Indy is on the train with a potential ghost face killer, and I can't remember that kid's ghost name face right over now. and over. His name's Ethan. Ethan, yeah, Ethan was a character in the movie that that I wasn't Jack Champion's character. He was a character that I just didn't really give a shit about. He's Which Chad's, is roommate, Chad's and, roommate and yeah. friend. Yeah, and I just I really didn't give a shit about him when I met him, and I'll tell you guys more about that uh, later on. But he was one of the characters that I just thought was kind of weak. I just wasn't into it. I liked Quinn way more than Ethan. Uh, but if we move and, and like I said, I'll say that for later. I'll say that for later. We move on. They get separated on the train. It's super fucking suspenseful. It's another really good part of the movie. I do wish, in hindsight, that they didn't show this so much in the trailers because if they didn't, this would have been my favorite scene. Uh, but because it was in the trailer so heavy, uh, ended up not being my favorite scene. One thing I uh, really love about separated. this scene is um, this is happening on Halloween, I believe. Or maybe it's the That's day correct. before Halloween. I can't remember. But everyone's it's, dressed up. It's definitely up. the Halloween season, yeah. Um, and you see Jason, you see Michael, you see Georgie, you see, um, I don't really know what to call them. Uh, the Pinhead. family from us, you see Pinhead, no. you see Chucky. There's, some, there's Chuckies and Tiffany's. I yeah, think there's, there's like a a, just a smorgasbord of 
horror characters all throughout it, and it's really awesome. Plus, a ton of Ghostface, obviously. You see somebody dressed up as uh, Samara Weaving's character from Ready or Not. Yeah, it, it's really <laughs> dope. Awesome. It's a really dope scene. Like, I actually really like the subway scene. Like all the all the characters and stuff there. Yeah, so there's there's like six ghost faces, plural, on this train. Yeah, there's a lot. And Mindy does get attacked, uh, gets her mouth covered and stabbed by uh, the ghost face. And after she is stabbed, we see uh, Jack Champion's character, Ethan. He sees after the fact and runs over to her to try to help her. She says, get away from me, ghost face. And he does help her off the subway. And, you know, they, they text later, letting everybody know what happened to Mindy. She's going to the hospital. Uh, like I said, wasn't a huge fan of that part of it, but we'll get into it more later. They make it to the uh, the theater with all the ghost face memorabilia and the shrine. Uh, and the dad of Quinn, the, the cop detective that we met earlier in the movie, he calls Sam to let her know that Kirby can't be trusted because she doesn't actually work for the FBI. She got suspended months ago because she's crazy and didn't she get fired i don't think she got suspended a... that's right she's fired she got fired a while For ago because mental she... reasons or something yeah she she fucking went crazy uh thanks to the attack she suffered during scream four uh years ago and uh i just when i watched it i was just like what i got kind of mad i was like i'm gonna be really fucking pissed if they like go through with that but i i didn't believe it I just was like, I'm going to be mad if it does happen. And um, luckily, uh, as we get through the movie, we see that's not necessarily the case. Sam doesn't trust anybody anymore. She starts seeing Billy in her head again, and Billy's telling her to... I love that aspect of it. Sam seeing the original uh, actor for Billy Loomis. Mm -hmm. Uh, Skeet Skeet Earl. Yeah, I really dig that. That, like, him talking to her and, like, being that Mm -hmm. dark passenger, if you will. I I really do like that. Yeah, man. Officer Bailey, like I said, which he makes the most sense. Have you ever noticed that? Like, whenever, whenever they get in the room and like she gets that call and he's like, she's looking at, uh, I guess the case where it's his costume or whatever. He's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you should uh, case this place yourself. You need to go clear it and do it yourself. Like, you know what you need to do. You know how to protect yourself. And I was like, he's the only one like thinking semi-rational right now. Like, not just being like, oh, we're safe. It's the safest place. We're good. (laughs) <laughs> that, that definitely does happen like i said guys i'm skipping around i skipped a lot of shit to talk about yeah. um and i'll probably we'll, we're running on time so we're just gonna keep going but, but like you said billy does remind her she takes his original knife uh to to arm herself and starts getting shit done uh then Which sam weird, realizes weird pet that, peeve. why was it wet yeah seriously no like uh, that if, if it's dried blood like, when i looked at it, i was like why does it look like it's fresh blood on it like that's kind of I don't understand that, but whatever. It it should have been rusty as shit. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Um, she realizes that they're locked inside of the of the theater. Then Wayne calls her. Wayne, Detective Bailey, uh, is who that is. Calls her. uh, Quinn's dad pretty much calls her. He warns her about Kirby. Like I said, she got fired from the FBI months ago. Then we see. While uh, Chad and Tara, they've had like a little thing in this movie where they like, will they, won't they type thing. And they finally uh, get there and kiss and, and kind of show their feelings for each other, which I thought was awesome. I really like this relationship in the movie. Right as that happens, we see Ghostface show up and start fucking shit up. Chad fights 
Ghostface off though, like a motherfucking boss, I gotta say. And I really, really like that scene of the movie. Another Ghostface shows up and they fucking double team Chad and stab the absolute shit out of him. So I'm watching the movie and I'm like, well, Chad's gone. That fucking sucks. He was my favorite character. Um, but yeah, they stab the shit out of Chad. Look at uh, at Tara, wipe their knives off at the same time, and then like run after her to to attack her. And that was the other scene in the movie that like got me. How do I say this in a PG thirteen way? Extremely excited in my nether regions. When that scene happened, dude, I was like six to midnight immediately. That scene, that scene did it for me. I was so happy. It was amazing. I was ready. Like, I can't explain to you enough how fucking dope I thought that scene was. I don't know how you felt about it, but I was 100% in at that point. Oh, what? <laughs> you lost me on nether region tingling. I, I got sidetracked. It's, it, don't even worry about it. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep moving on. We'll keep moving on. <laughs> so at this point, we see that Tara and, his, and Sam attempt to escape. Kirby and then Officer Bailey both show up with their guns drawn, and Detective Bailey shoots Kirby, revealing himself as the third ghost face and the mastermind of this whole thing. So, of course, the dad was the ghost face killer, mastermind of this. And I knew this was coming because going into the movie, I knew that this was this movie is like a new trilogy. So I knew that they were going to copy a lot of the things from Scream 2. And if you guys remember in Scream 2, uh, Debbie Loomis was the killer in that movie, uh, also known as Debbie Salt. And uh, she was Billy's mom. So I knew that they were going to copy that. So instead of a mom, it was going to be a dad. She, he was a dad of Quinn. So I felt like he was going to be the killer for that. I noticed, I alluded earlier that I didn't like Jack Champion's character. And the reason why I didn't like uh, his character in the movie so much is because Jack Champion's character, Ethan, just reminded me a lot of like a discount Richie from the last movie. Turns out he even looks Richie's like him, kind brother. Of. He does look like him as well. Turns out he's Richie's brother in this movie. So, bam, there you go with the Scream 3 references as well. Uh, it's kind of. So that happens. And then after that, we see that the other Ghostface killer, who Sam idiotically mistakes as Mindy for some reason, like a fucking idiot. She thinks it's Mindy, but it turns out to be fucking Quinn, who is still alive, and she is also the brother of uh of richie from the last movie because his two uh siblings were in this movie which are quinn and ethan and then their father who is detective uh bailey so that happened in this movie so you got a family of killers uh coming after sam and tara to kill them and like this reveal was one of the weakest reveals for all of the scream movies for me and it's definitely yeah. not something that i was into uh, that that that's it was one of the reasons why this sure. movie didn't like yeah. when it definitely one of the reasons why this movie didn't get a higher grade for me. Like I just didn't really care about these killers. I liked Quinn being the killer just because she was kind of cool and really out there anyway. And I kind of knew I knew immediately that Bailey was a killer. Like there, I knew immediately that he was a fucking killer. So it was so just he whatever. he tips his hat a couple. It's it's kind of thrown out there for you, pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. One when Quinn dies, and mm -hmm. he's. Uh, grieving is like pretty much they say something about don't fuck with families like I'm gonna execute them like insinuating like if you mess with my family you're gonna die kind of going back towards Sam and, and Tara and then another one is when they're going over all the uh, the stuff in the theater 
They're talking about how all that's in evidence, but there are corrupt cops that could be paid off and stuff. And there he is, the law enforcement agent right there, who is very interested in the Ghostface case. It's kind of like, mm, okay. I mean, you have to have someone on the inside to get that stuff. Like, it all kind of, yeah. yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, man. So, like like you were saying, man, that it, it, that's exactly what happens. Uh, the trio kind of reveals that they are responsible for defaming Sam on the internet and people nowadays believe whatever they see or read on the internet because the internet knows all i guess um so that's what happens with that uh sam and tara get the upper hand they fight off the bailey family uh tara gets stabbed sam gets everybody gets fucking stabbed in this movie uh which i'll talk about here in a minute but uh with that happening uh there's a part where i think it's uh sam she straight up hits Quinn in the fucking mouth with a brick. Yeah. And like bust her goddamn mouth open. And I was like, knocks teeth out. Damn, she did. She knocked teeth plural out of this bitch's mouth. Like she spit and she teeth. just They're like all spits the teeth out, gets up like it wasn't shit and keeps going. And I was like, is this bitch on fucking meth? What's <laughs> happening? Like, Cocaine how the bear. fuck does she just get... <laughs> I was, yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously, dude. Like, I was like, how the fuck is she still going, dude? Like, the Energizer Bunny. Oh, my God. So that, that kind of pissed me off. Whatever. I forgot to mention earlier that, uh, that, uh, uh, what's her name? Jesus Christ. I can't think of her name right now because I'm so mad at like, Um... Kirby. Kirby got knocked out earlier, so she can't really help anybody do anything. So they had to write her off for a minute. Anyway, uh, Sam gets shot, is and then she gets uh, stabbed again by. Yeah, everybody uh, gets stabbed. Ethan. Everybody. I think Ethan stabbed yeah, she, her. It's like this is Ethan, familiar. Ethan does stab her. Yeah, he he stabs her and makes fun of it. Uh, it, it man, it's this shit is crazy, dude. Like the the theater, we see Richie's move in the background that they have set up for him for all of this shit oh man uh sam then puts on the costume of Ghostface, like her dad's costume the uh, billy's costume and i thought that shit was dope i like even it a lot. calls yeah calls detective bailey taunts the shit out of him with the voice changer and then she stabs the fucking piss out of him yes uh with the knife she kills the shit out of this dude ethan shows back up uh, but Kirby smashes him with the TV, <laughs> the same TV that killed Stu, which I thought was hilarious because that TV should be all broken and fucked up. But whatever. It, it still was cool to see him get killed like that. And then uh, Quinn got stabbed. No, Quinn got by... capped. She got shot oh, in the no, forehead. Oh, no, she did. She got shot in the forehead. She That's runs right, at her and she just gets that. capped in the forehead. And I was like, what the yeah, hell? Just shot. I was like, what did you think was going to happen, you bitch? But anyway, so she gets shot in the face. She's done. The family is killed at this point. Tara sees Sam, like, in full killer mode, and it's kind of weird, but, like, they just kind of ride it off and talk about how they're going to go to therapy together. Well, Sam, like, stops. She's going to finish the job, and she sees Tara, and she, like, pulls back, like, this is not what I am. You know, I'm not a killer. And then Tara kind of gives this weird look after she murdered, uh, well, after she thought she had killed uh, Ethan. Ethan. And mm -hmm. Sam's like, you're right, you don't fuck with family. And she shoves the knife in his mouth? No, in his eye. Maybe yeah. it's his eye. In his eye. I yeah. think it's his, in his and face. And just finishes sure. the job. And I was like, God. 
And then, like you said, they start talking about therapy and all that. But yeah, killer family versus killer family, and uh, the the better family wins. But here's the here's the other part of the movie that I hate. And like I said, guys, I I really really enjoy this movie. But this is stupid. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Everybody in this movie got stabbed more than once, and they all fucking lived. Somehow, Chad is alive. How many times has that dude been stabbed in two movies? We need a count. He's gotten stabbed in Dewey. It's insane. Because he got stabbed. They stabbed. I should go back. I'm going to go back when I rewatch him, and I'm going to count how many stabs he gets. Because he gets a piss stabbed at him in five, and then in six, he got the piss stabbed at him by two people. Like, yeah. There's no way, like, I guess your organs just don't, you can live. If you, in in these screen movies, as long as you get stabbed and not shot in the face, you're good. Like, they're they're just like flesh wounds. I don't understand. But everybody gets stabbed up in this movie and they don't die. So the entire core four lives. Chad lives. Mindy lives. uh, uh, Sam lives. Tara lives. Which we knew Tara and Sam were going to live because there's obviously going to be another movie. Uh, and, but it's, you know, uh, Radio Silence may or may not direct that because they're going on to other things. And they've alluded uh, three times now that they might not be on next Scream film. And I don't know why that's the case, but, you know, it's sad to see him go if they're not in it. But that's the end of the movie. And I just hated the fact that even Kirby lived too. Gail, Gail. Kirby, Sam, Terry, They all lived. So the only people that died in this movie were the killers and the brand new characters that were uh, shown just for this movie to die. That's the only reason why this movie doesn't get higher than the seven for me, because we should have had way more character death. Well, Danny also that, didn't That die. was the movie. Danny survived. Danny did survive. It made sense for him to survive, though, because he gets writ- written out of the movie pretty fucking early on, like right as we go. Then he comes back and he's and you know they're obviously a couple an item and it's cool. But I was glad Danny didn't die because I really like Josh Segara as an actor. I really liked his character in this movie, even though he wasn't in it a lot. And I'll see him again because if you remember in Scream Two, Sydney's boyfriend Derek was also a good boyfriend. He, however, unfortunately died because he got fucking shot by uh the one of the main killers. Um uh uh I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Timothy Oliphant's character. I can't think of his fucking name. I apologize. Mickey. He gets shot by Mickey. Uh, so he dies. And I thought that they were going to kill Danny because, you know, Sydney, Sydney's boyfriend dies in the second one, but they kept him alive because they're changing shit up. But like I said, fucking everybody lives in this movie. So, it's, um, but you know, that's it. That's the movie. That's Scream 6. Can't wait for uh, Scream 7 to come out and get announced and all that shit. I'm really hyped for that. I mean, they made enough um, money. There yeah, has man. to be another one, I would think. Oh, yeah. This movie made stupid, stupid yeah. money. So, this uh, movie's good. It's not been greenlit or announced, but I I mean, it's pretty safe to assume they're going to make another one. Like, yeah. you've kind of got like it set up for the trilogy. Million. Or however many, I guess, you want to do that you can get Jenna Ortega and uh, and Melissa to do. You kind of set up your new your new generation or well, your core four, whatever you want to call them. Um, I don't know. It, I thought it was good. I I agree a hundred percent. The reveal was very lackluster and kind of a letdown a little bit. But Ghostface as a whole is gruesome and and I really dug it how uh, vicious they were. Um, it was solid. I thought it was a solid movie. Same. 
I, I liked it. It was a good watch. Right. I, I do fully plan on watching. I wouldn't mind going through all of them, actually, sometime soon. I haven't done that in a long time. I need a huge refresher. Yeah. I plan on doing that um, this, uh, this spooky season for sure. I do have... Uh, I have all of them on Blu-ray at this point, except for the the, the newest one, Scream 6, the one we just talked about. I don't own that one yet, but I'm trying to go back and get all of them on 4K, so, you know, that, that costs, so I'm trying to do that. But I, I do own them all. I will watch them again, and I'm excited to watch them all. Scream is one of my favorite slasher franchises anyway. I've always been a huge fan of all of these movies. I don't think that there's a bad one in the bunch. I do think that there are some that are better than others for sure, but there aren't any bad ones, like I said, in my opinion. And uh, because of this being one of my favorite slasher franchises of all time, it's something that I watch yearly and uh, I I don't want to break that trend. So I will definitely begin uh, watching those this fall. All right. Well, fair enough. Well, that's our quick rundown. Definitely check it out. Let us know what you think about Scream 6 in comments. Or DM us or just respond to us and let us know. I'm curious to know what you all think about it. Did you like it? Did you hate it? You know, uh, what what do you think about how it's going, how it's trending, what they're doing with uh, with these most recent ones? Um, and, yeah, that was a fun breakdown. But it is time, as we're running very low on time, that we pass the whiskey. Try to get your whiskey for the final segment, and that is Last Call, ladies and gentlemen. And this week, uh, Christian, I believe, has us a nice little question. Yeah, I know that earlier we were talking about uh, The Flash. I wanted to ask, as the last call question this time around, what do you want to see the most in uh, Flash 2023 coming out this June? What do you want to see the most? Like, what one thing do I want to see the most? Yeah, what one thing are you looking Michael forward Keaton. to the most in this? Is that the wrong answer? <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, hilarious. I mean, like I said before, when we were talking about that, that's what I, whenever I would think Batman forever as a kid, that's what I associated was Michael Keaton's Batman. Like I know we had other ones while I was a kid and growing up, but Michael Keaton was what I would like, whenever I would think of Batman in my head, that's where I would go. So him reprising answer. the role excites me. And, Based on the stuff I've seen, it looks like he had possibly long hair at one point, and he's going to be... I don't know, just him being an older Batman is really fascinating to me, and I can't wait to see it. Like, I'm super excited for that. That's fair. I get that. What about you? For me, what I want to see the most is them uh, explore the Speed Force. I really want to see that. Uh, I want to see what it can do in this film. See Barry use it. Obviously, he's going to use it back in time point of the, the film in, in itself but i want to see the speed force i want to see it being used i want to see what it can do i want to see how he uses it to go back in time i want to see how it affects him and, and and this other character this other villain that i want to go back into um there are so many things that i want to see in this movie but that is definitely one of them. i really really want to see uh the speed force being utilized in this movie all right nice all right. Well, if you'd like your question to be featured on an episode of Sipping with Sin, be sure to join our Gilded Server, gilded.gg slash pack in the application. Just put from the pod, and we will get you accepted. And there's a whole section just for last call questions. There's a whole section just devoted to the podcast. You can have episode chat, show us your drinks, uh, last call questions, as well as Sinister Tales, where we talk about spooky stuff and things on the internet, and other things. There's a corner just for Christian in there. And then there's a bunch of stuff 
in regards to my streaming and my community over there that you're more than welcome to hang out and get to know us and chat with us. But it's a great way to get in touch and submit your questions to get it featured. You can also hit us up on the social media sites at Sipping with Sin, S-I-P-P-I-N with Sin on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can DM us there, that last call question, or you can just respond to us and let us know there. That's a great way to do it also. Um, you can find us a new episode of the podcast. I'm fumbling over my words because, yeah, I don't know. Because it's, yeah, that's why. But you can find a new episode of the podcast every Wednesday, every audio platform, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Google, Overcast, Apple, all that stuff. 8 a.m. Wednesdays, Central Time, every Wednesday, episodic, weekly. That's right. Go rate a five-star, share it with a friend, continue to listen, continue to follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. It helps us a ton. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. You can find the video version of the podcast over on my personal YouTube, youtube.com slash Sinister. Be sure to thumbs up, subscribe. You can put comments in there and talk about it. We do watch that, and we would love to respond to you over there as well. You can find me on my personal socials if you want to hit me up and talk to me there. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at IamSinisterTV. You can find me live streaming on kick.com slash Sinister. You can find me on twitch.tv slash TV, And you can find me also on TikTok at TV and Facebook gaming at fb.gg slash TV. Christian, where can the lovely folks find you? Me on all the socials at Vin and Inc, all one word, and also on my other podcast channel as well, Horrorverse Pod on all the socials. Aside from that, guys, I'm not on the internet that much because I believe I don't like social media that much. Well, there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode. It's been a little bit of a longer one, so we appreciate you if you are still around hanging out with us. We appreciate you being here this long, and we will see you guys next week. You don't got to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. It's time for Christian to shut the doors and lock it down. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Sipping with Sin. We always appreciate your company. Guys, you guys know I usually have a lot to say, but this time I'm just going to wrap it up and keep it simple. I'm going to leave you guys with three words, three words that I say every podcast. I want you to say those words with me if you know them. Don't get gutted. See you guys next week. So much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping with Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Vin and Ink. That is V E N and Ink, or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted.